This is your life, episode 95. Hello and welcome to this episode of This Is Your Life. My name is Michael Hyatt and this is the podcast dedicated to intentional leadership. My goal is to help you live with more passion, work with greater focus, and lead with extraordinary influence. Man, I'm really excited about this episode and I want to do something a little bit different. I want to share with you an interview I did recently with Dan Miller at Platform University. It was called How to Make $150,000 This Year from your platform. You can find the outline, the resource links, and a complete transcript of the interview in the show notes at michaelhyatt.com slash 95. I'll be back in a minute with the interview. Thinking of starting your own blog, but worried that your technical know-how is not up to scratch? The good news is that starting blogging has never been easier. Michael shares his knowledge with you for free and will show you that 20 minutes is all it takes to have your own blog up and running. This is John D. Harrison from johndharrison.com. I started out with a free WordPress site, and if I would have applied your advice, started out with a self-hosted site, I really could have saved myself a lot of headaches. Self-hosted definitely is the way to go, and your screencast is the easiest way I know to make that happen. Join Michael and follow his quick and easy step-by-step video tutorial at michaelhyatt.com forward slash WordPress setup. Take action now and start blogging today. michaelhyatt.com forward slash WordPress setup. Dan, welcome. Thanks. Great, great to be here. Great to have you here. Thank Why don't we just start by you talking just a little bit about your story and what led you to the 48 Days brand and all the rest that's followed. All right, sure. Well, everything that I'm doing today in terms of my message grew out of a Sunday school class. I went into it not anticipating being an author, speaker, coach. I'm a sales guy, an entrepreneur, so I had other things going. But the little class that we started on helping people through career transitions was like a magnet. People started coming from other mm. churches and other states, and so it grew. We turned it into a Monday night seminar, did that for eight years, and everything that I do today grew out of that. And it was the, the product development came from people asking. I didn't have anything, mm. didn't even anticipate that, but people kept asking. So I introduced a little product and a couple more things. And what we have today just grew out of responding to what people were asking for. When was the moment that you knew this could be a business? This could be your full-time work? <laughs> well, when I, when I put together the first very rough product, just in a spiral-bound notebook, <laughs> and people started paying for that, and I, being a marketing guy, started experimenting online a little bit and saw the response from people. And it didn't take long before I started seeing some potential there for explosive residual income, that critical word, instead of just doing something once and getting paid for it once, to do something once and get paid 10,000 times. Wow. That's a pretty cool concept. So I got that pretty quickly. Yeah, this is an important distinction that I want to make for our members is the difference between recurring revenue or income mm-hmm. and non-recurring. It's a huge distinction. When you finally get that. Huge distinction. Yeah. You can make $10 on something, but if you only do that once a day, it's going to be tough to make it work. But if you have it in place where people can access that, 
on an ongoing basis, the numbers can get pretty interesting really quickly. Yeah, I don't believe there's really such a thing as passive income, but that's about as close as you can get to passive income, where the money keeps showing up. Do, right. are, are you the one that calls it mailbox money? Yeah. Somebody calls it this. Well, I, I call it Swiss dollars. <laughs> Sales while I sleep soundly. <laughs> and it just keeps going day after day after day. I like that. Yeah, very cool. But the, the 48 really was a unique branding thing that kind of came up. I, that evolved. That didn't start right off the bat. But it, it came as a result of me being impatient with people where they said, gee, my life is a mess. I need to do something different. We'd map out a plan. And two years later, I run into them. They hadn't done anything. Yeah. I thought, what are you talking about? And so I knew there had to be a timeline. And so this was back in 48 hours of becoming popular as a TV show. And I thought, I'll bet I could get some branding recognition by using the 48. So it was not as scientific as I'd like to claim it was. It was just a fluke. And I tried it. And it was like somebody threw gasoline on my business. Wow. Because then instead of just being another career coach, I'm the guy who says you can change your life in 48 days if you create a plan and act on it. You know, the specificity of that really works. It creates intrigue, I think, gives people a focus and really makes it believable. And it's not, it's not seven days, it's not a week, a month, or a year. Yeah. It's something, why 48? But it does, it sticks with people and they say, wow, could I really change a direction mm. of my life? in 48 days. Well, you've been the most deliberate person I know about taking their brand and pushing it through every aspect of your business. I mean, everything is 48 this, 48 that. It's yeah. terrific. Well, thanks. It's been fun. So Dan, what role has your community, your blog, your podcast, and all of that played in your business success? Well, a major part. I mean, you can have the greatest products or the greatest message in the world, but without an audience, nobody knows about it so it's so critical to know how to build an audience and mm. it's not you know coming from a Mennonite background it almost seems egotistical to put yourself in that position gee watch me yeah but and, and it's a dicey kind of thing when we have hearts of service and ministry we want to serve people well but we have to have a way to connect to people or else our message is going to get lost mm -hmm. so I started a newsletter in August of 2000, I sent it out to the 67 people whose email addresses I had and said, if you like it, share it with your friends. If you don't, let me know, we'll take you off the list. That's pretty much all I ever did. So wow. I never did ads or anything like that. But that little newsletter grew. We had over 130,000 people say, hey, send me that, wow. which is pretty cool. How long did that take from 67 to 130,000? It took, it took really from 2000 until 2010. In ah. 2010, those numbers leveled off, but by then I started a podcast and a blog, so those numbers took off mm. as well. So the combination, and, the, and those, one thing that I had to learn is those are different audiences. The people who get my newsletter, a lot of them don't listen to my podcast, they don't read my blog, and vice versa. So it make, means that you can repurpose content, which is a lot of what we're talking about here today. Just repurpose content, give people access to it in any way that they want it. Yeah. But building that audience like that was a critical part to open the door to the back end. But one of the things, I, and I know that you understand this well, is that what we're talking about right now, the newsletter, the podcast, the blog, those are marketing tools. Those are not my business. Yes. I get concerned sometimes when, when somebody says, hey, I got a new podcast. Great, what's your business? Well, what do you mean? I'm doing a podcast. 
Well, that's not a business. Yeah. That's a marketing tool. Yep. What is your business? So I'm very clear. I have a lot of those things that help to build the audience and connect with people, mm. but those are just marketing tools to draw people back into the back end where I actually make money. This is an important distinction. Oh. Yeah, because I, I was thinking about this in terms of, you know, it's a little bit intimidating sometimes when you see people doing all these podcasts and doing multiple podcasts and all that. And I think, wait a second. No, I'm, I'm, ultimately I want to monetize this and I want to drive people deeper into my products. So honestly, I could help them more because the podcast yeah. helps them at one level, but if it doesn't lead anywhere, it's an introductory point, it's not the end game. Absolutely, and when we talk about, you know, then we had Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter. Somebody says, gee, I got, you know, 10,000 Twitter followers. Uh, what are you doing with them? Yeah. Where are you taking them? Exactly. It doesn't mean anything. And well, those numbers get bandied about like it means something. Right. Doesn't mean anything unless you've got a business that on the back end. I have a friend that refers to those as vanity metrics, <laughs> and I think it's really true. Yeah. Because I know people that have smaller platforms than I do that are making more money than I'm making because they've done a better job of moving people through the funnel. Sure. Yeah. So. Depending on what it is that you're promoting, it could be you know financial advice or something. You get a very small audience and still yep. do really really well. Now it was in terms of the the metrics, and this is something that I'm looking at all the time, but. I've been blessed to have a pretty large audience, but not all of those people are gonna come all the way through the funnel and spend money with me. Right. My model is built on the fact that if I get 4% of the people who access my information in some way or another to give me a dollar, I'll do okay. Yeah. 4%, that means 96% of the people may get my newsletter, hear my podcast, see me in interviews and do all those things. They may have changes in their lives and benefit and never spend a dollar at all. Now, yep. I've got to get some people through that do, but it's not a matter. That's another thing. People say, well, I have, you know, 15,000 readers of my blog and, you know, I'm only getting 100 people that spend money with me. Well, that's not bad. Not bad. If you're doing that. Yeah. Don't think that everybody who accesses your message is going to run to give you money. Well, the cool thing is if you do that effectively, you can help that many more people. So, you know, to me, it's all about adding value. So whether it's the podcast, the blog, or whatever it is, add as much value as you can, and ultimately that'll shake through and you'll be taken care of. Yeah. Now, another thing that I am really kind of just defining right now is that a lot of times we use social media to try to increase the size of our platform. And really, we can visualize our audience as, as a pyramid, and at the bottom we have casual customers, the people who read the blog, listen to the podcast or whatever. Mm -hmm. We do a lot of things in social media to try to get people in that bottom of the funnel. I mean, the bottom of the pyramid. At the top of the pyramid are raving fans. What I do is I focus all my marketing efforts on my raving fans. Yes. If I Me do too. that well, the bottom will take care of itself. Yeah. And a lot of times we get two we get kind of the, the cart before the horse in that we want to build this bottom level of people who are just casual listeners or participants. I just focus on the top and the bottom fills itself naturally. Yeah, that's a really helpful point. Okay, I want to talk about the idea of replacing your income because I know a lot of our members as they've joined Platform University, as they're watching this video even, they're, they're, they're nursing uh, or nurturing this dream that they have of being able to do what they want to do, what they love, full-time. Mm -hmm. Is it really possible to replace your income with income from your platform or to build a business? 
Uh, you expect me to say yes at this point, don't you? <laughs> well, I think it's probably going to be more nuanced than that. <laughs> well, it, you know, it is an absolute overwhelming yes, but sometimes I almost hesitate there because I don't want it to sound like hype or just pie in the sky, yeah. but we aren't going to talk about anything today that I have not done. This is I've not a get-rich-quick scheme. Oh, not at yeah, all. Yeah, absolutely. Not at all. Not at all. But is it possible? Absolutely. The options today for doing that very thing it's never been more advantageous for us that have, when we talk about these things in the intellectual property arena, I mean, if somebody understood it, they'd make it illegal. I mean, when I talk to grocery store owners and they're trying to eke out one and a half percent net profit, and then the things we do, I mean, even if you make a physical product, you make a CD that costs you 37 cents, sell it for $11, I mean, it's 97% profit. Wow. The things we do like in eBooks and digital products today, zero cost, 100% profit. I mean, this is the most amazing space to be in of any business in the world. It's crazy. Oh. And, and because of those high margins, it's possible to make mistakes and still recover from it. I mean, you don't have to get it sure. perfect. You like can, you do in the grocery business or any of those kind of businesses. Right. Yeah. yeah. A bad month could put you out for the whole year. Whereas here, try anything. Yeah. We're always experimenting with things. These launching new products, having new things come out, is just amazing because there's really no downside. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, let's get really practical because I know people uh, have tuned into this episode because of the promise of the headline, which was to make $150,000. And I want you to walk through that. You do this in our launch conference and you can just see people's jaws drop as they see the possibility of it. Because for you, this is not pie in the sky. It's not something theoretical. It's not a get rich quick scheme. It's very strategic and very systematic. So I want you to walk us through this. All right, sure. Let me give you some examples. Okay. Now at the launch conference, which we're talking about with speakers, yes. and speakers oftentimes have their message. They want to go out. They're going to start in the speaking arena. They're going to get $2,500 for speaking, which would be kind of an entry point. If they do that 20 times a year. That would be a nice starting point. That's $50,000. Yep. That's not bad at all. No. I and mean, when we know that 95% of speakers never make more than $40,000 a year, to put yourself at 50000 already puts you in the 5%. Mm. But what we want to look at here is how can you really put yourself in the top 2 or 3% and it's by doing the things that only 5% of speakers ever do, or writers or coaches. Mm. Do things that only 5% are doing. And I've done that as an author, where a lot of authors struggle because they don't make any money on royalties. Well, you know, I did a blog for you some time ago where it was titled, Forget the Royalties, Give My Book yes. Away. Because I see it just as a marketing tool, again, to draw people into the things where we really make money. Okay, let me stop you right there and talk about book uh, royalties and advances, because I, you treat that like a marketing tool, not like business revenue. Talk about that just a bit. Yeah, I really look at it differently than a lot of authors. A lot of authors, you know, write their book and they turn in the manuscript and then they go sit in a lawn chair by the mailbox waiting on those big royalty checks. I've just never It's a long that. wait. It's a long wait. And you're gonna be disappointed, usually. But that's something I don't have really much control mm -hmm. over at all. So what happens, happens, but that's not a strategic part of my business at all. I, I don't include any projections from advances and royalties, even at this point in my writing career, wow. in my financial projections. It's the things that we're doing in-house, where we're involved in the game, that really matter. Okay, well, let's look at some of those. All right, sure. Here's an example. Let's say that you have an idea, you have your core message, and you really want to work with, with parents of children with autism or whatever. So you have a core message. What if you put that together in an ebook? 
Now this one happens to be on how to create your own mastermind group. It's been a really hot topic. I've had a lot of people ask me about that. So I put together how to create your own mastermind group. And this is a printed out version of the ebook, this right? This is a printed out yeah. version of the ebook. Yeah, we, we don't have it as a real product. It's just, I printed a copy out to show, but it's digital only, $17. $17 is kind of a sweet spot we've found. Things that end in seven sell better, so we sell a lot that of too. that end at, end at seven. But let's say that you had that, and let's say that we aren't talking about New York Times bestseller numbers, you know, hundreds of thousands. What if you only sold a thousand of those in the course of a year? Just well, a thousand. Say, just a thousand. Okay. These are going. These are numbers that are very doable for mm -hmm. anybody with even a niche kind of message. Seventeen dollars, a thousand, at seventeen thousand dollars. So that would be one example. Okay. Another example would be this. Now, do, I do a podcast, a weekly podcast, and a few weeks ago, I asked Joanne to come over to my office and do a podcast with me. I said, you know, don't need to get ready for it. We, I don't have questions ready, but we'll just talk about the life that we've created together because we have to hmm. people ask about that. How have we created the life that we have and living with an entrepreneur? How does that work? So she came over. Well, we started talking and it became clear real quickly this was going to be more than an ordinary podcast. So we did 48 minutes, the usual length of my podcast, took a break, did another 48 minutes. And I said, that's not going to be a podcast. That's a product. Hmm. Just that quickly. No setup in advance. We have just the raw audio, two CDs in here, wow. just the raw audio and no music, turnarounds, corrections or anything. But it tells our story. I, we put it in an Amory case, put a cover on there. Boom. We got about two bucks in that. $39. $37, $37, that's one of our hottest selling products. Made a product wow. just that quickly. Yeah. Just, just one morning, two hours, got a new product. Now with that, so if you had something that you could put in that kind of a format, again, I look for ways that you can give people access to your core information in different ways. Now here's another principle that is just one of my mantras. If three people ask me the same question, I create a product for this them. This is huge. Because when you're building a platform, you're going to get email, you're going to get comments. Yep. So if, if three people ask you about the it. Same question, I create a product. Wow. To answer it. And that's why I've created so many products. But there's a, there's a way to create a product okay. very instantly, just in my own little recording studio, boom, a product. So but, back to your model. Yeah, back to my model. So $37, if you sell 414 of those, now I get these numbers worked out, 414 of those, that's 15000 $300. <laughs> Shocking. So we add that, add that to that. Okay. Let's take one more example. Let's go with this. Now I'm big on these kind of things, these three ring binders to put a message together. Started with that, started a lot of our products in this kind of a format, but put that together. And what happens in this kind of a format, now it's just got two CDs in there. This has, by the way, one of the best titles ever, Write, write to the to Bank. W-R-I-T-E, play on words, yep. write to the bank. That came up with one of my sons suggested that and I said, boy, that's a winner. Brilliant. And it's made us lots of money, hundreds of thousands of dollars this product wow. right here has. But put it together like that. Now it's printed only on one side, which is very inefficient. The reason is it gives a higher <laughs> perceived value if it's big and clunky. And you, I could get all the information in this in a little perfect bond book that we sell for 12 bucks. This is $197. I, I'm not sure we can demonstrate this here, but I know I've heard you talk about the thump factor. Yeah. Explain what that is. The thump factor means the louder the noise when it hits the floor, the more you can charge for it. <laughs> it's just a simple marketing principle. So this is 197 bucks, even though the information could be easily compiled in a little $12 book. Now, if you did something like this, it has more the appearance of how-to or an instructional manual. So at $197, 
What if you sold only a thousand or a hundred, I'm sorry, a hundred of those. Yeah. A hundred of those in the course of a year. Could you do that? I would hope so with any kind of a message that you've got. But with that, we just added another $19,700. Now, wow. what I've just displayed there with the ebook, audio, and that, just different presentations of the same message, that's another $52,000. That's the kind of thing that we do again and again and again. Now, some of the other things, and I don't know how deep we can go into this, but we have live events at our right. property, and I'm thrilled to have you come out and share it. Some I of love those. doing that. Yeah. They're, they're a blast. But if somebody just put together an event that they did twice a year, you know, let's say that you had 200 people that came, small group, 200 people, $300 a piece. We use okay. that. That's going to be another $12,000. Okay. Uh, another way that we create income with the same message is by having affiliate relationships mm. where people ask me, how can I increase my level of success? And I tell them the quickest way to do that is to read great books. You want to know what books I recommend? Here's my reading list. They go to my site, my reading list. I got about 40 books. Why I recommend them. All of those are hyperlinked through Amazon. Mm. And so once a month, they put a nice little check in my account directly from Amazon. Affiliates work in the other way as well, where, where I like to refer to live events. I mean, those get us big chunks. Most any event out there has an affiliate relationship. So if it's a $1,000 event and they've got a 33% affiliate fee for that, you can make a decent amount of money just by recommending. Hmm. If you, once you build your audience, you start recommending. I've done that for years where I've gone to Mark Victor Hansen's Megabook University and other events like that where it cost me nothing because I was getting an affiliate commission based on the people hmm. I re referred there. So in this model, what are you assuming there? If somebody did an affiliate thing like there, like, like you were describing? Whatever somebody has as a core message, if it is on parenting, as an example, you may have 30 books that you recommend that speak into that same space that mm -hmm. would be good resources for your audience. So you can recommend that. Events the same way. And then as soon as you have things, the other side of the affiliate relationship works as well. Yeah. We have a lot of people who promote 48 Days products on their sites, and every time that a purchase comes in, they get a nice percentage of that. That's I love good. writing those checks at the yeah. end of the month. So we work affiliate relationships on both sides. Now, we have some pretty aggressive goals in that arena, but in this model to get the 150, I'm only uh, showing that somebody generate $6,000 in a year, only $500 a month okay. in that. That sounds it's totally realistic. Yep. You recommend one event, you could get that. Yeah. Totally doable. Okay. So we've got that. And then one other thing, and uh, this is a, a little bit newer kind of concept, but it's the idea of a membership site. Mm. Now, we both love this, this kind of concept because the numbers get really interesting. But again, say if you've got an area of interest, and there are sites out there for giant schnauzers of America. I mean everything. And, oh, yeah. Makeup tips. Herb lovers. There's a, a couple that just enjoy herbs together, and there are other people who apparently do as well. Well, it's like 30 bucks a month to be uh -huh. a member of that. And they have about 3,000 members around the world. Again, not big numbers, but you do the math on yeah. that, that alone is a million bucks. So, so there's so much potential. But if you, had, if you just had a site where you had 100 people that were paying $15 a month, I mean, at the end of the year, you've just added another $18,000 wow. to your account. Again, all around your core message. Now, we can go on and on with the, the things that we do to leverage a message. One, one of the things that I did one time... I was a great on, story. I was on Moody Radio out of Chicago with Anita Austria and Melinda Schmidt. 
we were pre-recording a couple shows because they were going to be out of town for a couple weeks. And she asked me, are there really ways that women can generate income, significant income, while still being primary caregivers for their children? I said, oh my goodness, there's lots of ways. And I said, Melinda, if, if you just have your listeners, we can just tell them to go to 48days.net and look for the little yellow post-it note on Dan's 48 low-cost business ideas. I said, that'll get them started with mm -hmm. ideas they can do with really no cost at all to generate income. Well, we finished taping the show, and I asked Melinda, I said, when is this going to air? Because I didn't have any product for that. I didn't have that ready. <laughs> but I thought, there's a great opportunity. She's asking me the question. It represents a question of a lot of women. I'll do that. Did it over a weekend actually on a Saturday with a virtual assistant. Because she was going to air it the next week. Yes. Right? Yes. It was going to air really quickly. It was going to air on Monday. Saturday morning, I sat down, put a list together of 48 ideas with photos, links, and all that. Had a virtual assistant that helped me with it a little bit. And Monday morning, about an hour before that show aired, there was a little post-it note on my website. Dan's 48 low-cost business ideas. Now, in a three-week period, that little PDF was downloaded over 90,000 times. Wow. And what that told me is, wow, there's a real market there. That's a yes. hot button for people. Then we developed it as a nicer ebook and as a physical product because it's such mm -hmm. a hot seller. But the product development came just on the fly like that. You don't have to wait. This doesn't take a two-year planning process to create a product. Just do something to get in the game. You can refine it as you go along. Yeah. That's always been my I, method. Get in the game, make it better over time. I want to come back to that in just a minute and develop that some more because that's such a key point. And I've watched you do that and it's been very impressive. But, okay, okay so let's go back to the model. I just want to just kind of add up where we're at in okay. a... Okay. Well, if you add those things up, we started with $50,000 in speaking right? as a possibility. So that would be where there's no real tangible product. Yep. But it's getting your message out. But again, instead of being content with just that income, how can you take the same message and just give people access to it in other ways? Right. And when you speak, you're talking to the people that are sitting in front of you. When you create a product, you theoretically give anybody in the world access to your message. I mean, yep. how cool is that? And with the technology that we have available, and I'm not a tech guy at all. On the tech scale, I'm probably about a two, and probably someone on my team would question that, but a two out of 10. I'm not a tech guy, but I just see the possibilities and so put things together and it just works really well. Yeah. If good. we and if we add those up, if we add those figures up, we really I think we should hit hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Okay. With what we did. Fifty two thousand and then the the uh, affiliate income. And then the final piece in our model is coaching. If you speak, you're gonna have a core message. Inevitably people are gonna come afterward and say, Can I talk to you more about that? You know, I've got a situation that really relates to that. You ought to be able to pull out a fire and say, absolutely, I'd love to spend time with you. These are the packages and where I work with people. <laughs> Which one works best for you? So when people come up to me after I talk about wisdom meets passion, inevitably I have people come up, dads come up and say, wow, how can I have the relationship with my son that you obviously have with yours? Mm. My son has made different lifestyle choices as well, but I've kept him at arm's length. How can I spend time with you? Well, I'm a coach. Here's what I do. Which of these hmm. will work best for you? So in that, if you had a $2,500 package, a $1,500 package, a $750 package, let's just say with that, that in the course of a month, you generate $1,000. And we're not talking realistic. big things. Yeah. Very realistic. $1,000, that's another $12,000. With that, that completes our piece to have those additions just with one basic message and end up with $150,000. Gets us to one fifty. dollars Absolutely. 
You said something that I want to explore a little bit more. All of us who are in the platform, have a platform and are building a business, inevitably have people that come up to us and say, hey, I'd like to get together and pick your brain. Mm-hmm. How do you handle those requests? Because honestly, as much as I want to be helpful, I know that's your heart to be helpful, you can go broke trying to do that or at least steal time from your health and your family and everything else trying to be helpful. Mm-hmm. How do you turn that conversation so that it's a coaching thing or you're selling something or so you're not just giving away all your time and have nothing to show for it? Yeah, I'm very intentional about the use of my time. I decide mm-hmm. way in advance how my time is going to be used. The, the biggest thing that is added to my productivity is working in uninterrupted, focused blocks of time. Mm-hmm. So when I'm working on a project, there's no phone in my office, I'm not getting texts and tweets and automatic email mm-hmm. updates and all of that, and nobody walking in. I work alone to create, to have the productivity that I want. So it's very easy for me to say, Jen, I'd love to get together with you, but I'm really booked full. You know, it, it, mm-hmm. But here are some resources that may help you. Or here's a live presentation that I've got coming up. Or here's mm-hmm. a free teleseminar that I'm going to do. They're all, that's the neat thing about having so many things. It's not just, can, I, can they get my time or not? No, they can't get my time. But we have so many things that can probably help you. I'll tell you the reality, too, is I think when people pay something for it, they're more invested in it. They pay closer attention. It's more likely that they're going to get the help they need than if you just give them free advice and it goes in one ear and out the other. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why framing your message in a coaching format benefits both you and the recipient. Yes. Yeah, it really does. Absolutely. You don't want to be trapped in a situation where you resent somebody just pulling at you or, or your ability to give to them. But if you give and they've got skin in the game and it's an equitable exchange, then everybody It's wins. better for everybody. Absolutely. One of the things I watched you do, it might have been last year, but you determined that you were going to produce one product a month, mm. every month for 12 months. Yeah. How did that go? What did you learn? What was your takeaway from that? You know, I, I love setting big goals for myself. I just like deciding in advance what I'm going to do. And it pulls me toward that. And so I was going to produce one new product. And it's the kind of things that you see here and a lot of things that aren't here that I produced in that particular time frame. And I did 10 products in 10 months. Now what happened in October, at the end of October, I got a contract with a publisher and they wanted a book with the manuscript due February 1st. Wow. That's a very short time mm-hmm. frame. And I said, hey, no problem. So what I did, <laughs> so the last two months, I did not produce a new product, but I actually produced a manuscript. So really, uh, there were yeah. 11 products. Yeah, but I produced a major project in a period of time. That's still amazing, though. A product a month yeah. for 10 months, yeah. and then that 11th product, which was a major book. But if you see the reality of how we can create products these days, it's very doable. I mean, when I come out with a new book, and incidentally, when I come out with a book, the reason I don't care about advances, no, I don't want my, don't tell my publishers this. Okay, I mean, it's our I, secret. Sure, I care, but <laughs> it's just not even on the radar, is because whenever a book comes out, it's just the tip of the iceberg. I'm constantly creating product around that. When this book mm. came out, Wisdom Meets Passion, before it ever came out, we had an audio that went with that, a bookmark that went in, linked to an audio. We had a beautiful photography of ebook of nature shots with quotations from the book on top of that. This Ubuntu medallion that's created a lot mm-hmm. of uh, momentum for us, uh, a lot of significance about where we can accomplish more together than we can do individually. And this field study guide 
So what we had was a $77 product before the book ever came out. So it wasn't just mm. selling the hardback book where I make a little tiny royalty. No, our money is made on all the ancillary products we made around that. Which you own 100%. Which I own 100%. You know, I just get a little Absolutely. royalty for the publisher. Little royalty on the book, boom, all the products. So we create our own profit products around even the major products, projects that I do mm. with publishers every okay. single time. So did that really move the needle to do that many products uh, in a serial fashion like that? I'm not sure. And here's why. <laughs> you know, this is because we're always doing so many things. You know, people ask me, what was it that really was the tipping point yeah. in my business? And I, I have no idea. You know, was it the newsletter? Was it all the interviews that I did? Was it speaking at civic clubs and churches and not getting paid for that? I don't know. But the momentum keeps moving us forward. I yeah. was asked recently, I was on doing a TV interview and they said, you know, how is this recession that we're in affected you? And I said, you know, I'm in a pretty interesting business because it's clear that if things are bad in the economy, my business does really well because people are looking for new options. What can I do? Because you, you talk really about careers and, and getting into jobs you love. And, That's right. Yeah. Creating your own work, even if you can't find a job. Yeah, how yeah. to put legs on your dreams. But the interesting thing is, if the economy is, is really good, my business is really good. Because people are saying, wow, now's the time. I'm in the driver's seat. I can do whatever I want to do. So I'm in one of these businesses where it's not affected by the economy. And our business just continues to grow. I mean, I've never been more excited about the things that we've got coming up this year. And one of the things, too, that I do, and just from a goal-setting standpoint, I mean, you're big on being strategic about your goals. Every year when I'm setting my goals in November, I haven't finished by November 15th, mm. so I can relax during the holidays, but you know what happens when you have them crystallized. They take on a life of their own, and by January 1st, a whole lot of things have happened already sure. to move you in that direction. But one of my processes is by, the no by November 15th, I eliminate 15% of what I've been doing that year. Wow. Just ruthlessly, because I don't want to grow expans expansively, horizontally. I want to stay real streamlined and focused, but the only way mm. I can add new things is to make space. So I take out a bottom 15%. What am I going to stop doing so that I open up a top mm. 15%? And it's in that top 15% that it's developed into some of these really big projects that have long legs on them now that I would have never anticipated. And true, sometimes... It's the kind of things that we're doing, it takes a little while to get the momentum. Now, nothing yeah. I've talked about here takes the longest time frame on anything I've talked about would be traditionally published books. Right. Those have a, still have forever. a long, long timeline. The rest of the things, you've heard me talk about things that I launched in 48 hours. Yeah. <laughs> that 48 thing, it just keeps coming up. Well, and you see, and, and of course, we do all kinds of things to intrigue our customers to keep them coming back, like the candies. The 48 candies. I did that as a marketing tool a couple years ago. Just put 48 candies in there. Thought, well, we'll try this. It'll be fun. Well, there was such a dramatic response. We've never stopped. <laughs> but it's just one of those little things that it kills buyer's remorse. It kills returns. We just surprise people with things we have in there. We have little uh, magnets they can put on their refrigerator. Little things like a little ceramic plaque over there with a mm -hmm. quote on it. Which is hanging in my bathroom, by the way. <laughs> But just think to surprise our customers, to, we want to always give them more than they expect. Dan, I want to explore perfectionism a little bit because it's something I struggle with. It's something that a lot of our members struggle with is they're trying to produce products. They get derailed because they keep tweaking and tweaking and tweaking mm -hmm. and never ship it. Do you struggle with that? And how do you overcome it if you do? Wow. 
I, I don't. I probably err on the other end, if anything, because what I do is just simply get something out there. Here's an example of one of my first products. Went to Kinko's, hard stock cover, no design at all, put that together, and we started selling that. And I actually had a, a, a friend of mine, a client, who felt sorry for him because it looked so bad, <laughs> and he gave us a little better cover design on it, and we went to that. Was that the first introduction to the 48 days yes, idea? Okay. It, it was indeed. And then what we did was this was the last iteration of that, mm. 48 days to work you up. A little nicer cover, again, my son put the graphics together real quick, same kind of thing there. But with this, after I went to a conference on how to sell product online like that, came back and in a three-year period, I sold over $2 million worth of that thing right there. No publisher. Unbelievable. I never had it in bookstores, libraries. I didn't know anything about publishing. I just simply was giving people a message that they responded to, and we sold a lot of that. But what you see is I didn't wait until it was perfect. It just evolved, went through all kinds of stages. I didn't care. Now, Eric Ries, in the book, The Lean Startup, talks about this. He says, you need to have a minimally viable product. I really mm. go with that. Don't wait till it's perfect. You know, and I see people who are working on a book. Gee, how long have you been working on it? Seven years? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Get it out the door. Now, that became your New York Times best-selling yes. book. After I'd done all that activity. But myself. it started at Kinko's. Yes, started at Kinko's. And so you would ship, iterate, ship, Iterate, and each time you improved it a little bit. Yes. And all the time you're making money. Absolutely. Hello. People paid me for all the product improvements as I went along. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm I'm always one to. You know, I, but uh, see, that's part of my personality. You know, I'm one of those, you know, ready, fire, aim guys. So I know I. But I always just get it out the door. Yeah. But Seth Godin says, you can't fail if you never start. Hmm. Now. That's really a tricky kind of saying it because is. if you don't start, you do fail. Mm -hmm. But the feeling a lot of people have is, well, I don't want to get it out there if it's not perfect. It right. will somehow misrepresent me. I don't do that. I, the, the, first, the first iteration of this, those 48 business ideas, it was horrible. Misspellings. Nobody complained. Yeah. They loved the content. Then we came back and made it better because people were paying me for the product. Well, we've all seen products that were wonderfully executed. They just didn't add that much value. Yeah. You know, the book that doesn't have any typos in it, it's just not worth reading. Yeah. You know, so it's much better to have something that really adds value, even if it's not perfect, and get it out there. Get it out there. Yeah. Ship it. Absolutely. Okay, I want to talk just a little bit about uh, something I know you've d recently done with your speaking. You've cut back on that, and you've been very strategic in that. And I want to make application to our members in terms of cutting back as well. But talk about how you're thinking about your speaking now and why you've cut back. Sure. To me, speaking takes me away from the things that give me a lot of leverage. To me, speaking mm -hmm. puts us back in that linear income model where I do it one time and get paid once. So to me, it's a very restrictive income generator as, ex as compared to the way that we leverage this to take on a life yeah. of their own and give me those Swiss dollars. Speaking, you speak one time. Now it's ego gratifying mm -hmm. and to say you're a speaker and you get X number of dollars for it. But when you look at the time required for most speaking things, I've just decided it's a low priority for me. Yeah. It takes a real special kind of engagement for me to be excited about it. It just has to do with 
the most efficient ways to leverage my message, yeah. and that's at a low low point. So I've reduced dramatically. I mean, my goal this year is to speak six times. Wow. And now there are a couple things that I'll do where I speak at conferences to other people who are in this profession. Mm -hmm. I like that because yeah, I connect me too. with people who are on the same path in the same yeah. space. I'll go to them, but to just do traditional speaking, it's been reduced to a very low priority for me. Yeah, I've dialed mine back too this year. I w I've gone from about 30 events a year, which I did last year, uh, to about 10 this year. It doesn't include some of the things that I do for my own conferences, but for the same reasons. You know, it's, I like doing some of it, and some of it gives me a chance to form that message and further clarify sure. it with the feedback, but it's not a good return on the investment. It's a very time-consuming I, I know that's tough for people who want to grow yeah. their reputation as speakers, and I commend them on doing so, but once you start to see all the possibilities for leveraging your message, it's hard to give that as much room in what you do as some of these things that just go on day after day after day. So in the model that you did of $150,000, speaking was about, uh, what, 30% of it, 35% of it? Yes. Uh, $50,000. So could it be that in some seasons that may be more of a priority for some people and then as you become successful maybe your priorities shift and that's certainly happened in my business. What about you? Yes, absolutely. The, the model that we have, the Venn diagram with the different components, is very fluid. Yes. At one time, 90% of my income was coming from coaching. Mm. Well, at this point, it's a very small piece. I used to coach five days a week. Then I moved it back to four to three. At this point, I coach about one or two days a month. Wow. That's all. Because there are other areas that have more of my attention. So it's a very fluid model. You adjust yeah. it to fit. So there's not a right answer here. It just no. depends on what your strategic objectives are, where you are in the growth of your own business. Uh, but the model gives us kind of the levers that we can move around depending on what we want to accomplish. Absolutely. And, and it's, I hope that we have used very realistic figures to show $150,000 as a very reachable goal by adjusting those components for anybody with whatever message they have. Yeah, it's beautiful. I want to really distill this here with the last question and, and bring it home where the rubber meets the road and make it really practical in terms of an action plan. So the average person that's watching this uh, episode, and, and obviously we have no average people who are members of Platform University <laughs> because they wouldn't be members if they were. Right. But for the person that's listening to this, what should they do listening to this about multiple streams of revenue, about really replacing their income, if they're really serious about that, what are a few steps that they could take now to make that happen? One of the things is certainly to believe that it's possible, even if you're in a transition. That's huge. I mean, a lot of people, yeah. a lot of people have a real job, and we respect that. I'm not a bridge burner. I'm not one to tell mm -hmm. people, just stop what you're doing. We hope something works out. No, but the things we're talking about here, you can do in addition to a yeah. real job. We all have 168 hours a week. So the first thing is to take inventory of how are you now investing those 168 hours a week. Mm. If you're working eight hours a day, that's fine. We deduct that, move on to the next item, sleep, so on. But if you can invest 10 to 15 hours a week in what we're talking about here, you would be amazed what can happen in 90 days. Wow. Then what happens is seeing the momentum, it gives you more incentive 
So I'm not talking about, I mean, we don't want to have where you add 40 hours a week to what you're already doing. Right. If you're working 40 hours a week and you invest 40 hours a week in this, you're going to borrow from the success in other areas of your life. Mm. Your health is going to suffer, your spiritual growth, your relationship, something is going to suffer. So we don't want that, but 10 to 15 hours a week for 90 days to see the momentum start. And what I really expect is that within six to 12 months, somebody can accomplish exactly what we talked about here. Wow. That's the timeline that I'm talking about. So I'm not talking about, you know, five years and we hope we'll get a little bit of, if you are intentional about what you do, building a platform, introducing products, Mm -hmm. leveraging your message, I think you can do what we're talking about here in six to 12 months. Well, I think what you say is so important. I mean, to believe that it's possible to kind of shift your mindset and buy into that, and then to calendar it or to schedule it. You know, what gets calendared is what gets done. And for people to be able to carve out, as you said, 10 to 15 hours a week um, is awesome. And it doesn't have to be a full-time job Not initially. at all. Yeah. Not at all. People may think that now, you know, they look at you or me and think, wow, you know, your kids are growing, you're probably working 120 hours a week to me. I'm not that pressured. No. I have lots of margin in my life. Yeah. I have grand, I have Grandkids all over the world that we go see, we spend extended periods of time. But that's the neat thing about what we're talking about. It doesn't require just eight hours a day of plodding away. Right. It requires intense focus burst of activity and you release mm-hmm. something and all of a sudden it adds more and more mm-hmm. margin and income to your life. And the flexibility that we have today. Yeah. I mean, you and I are going on a cruise with our wives here soon and we didn't have to ask anybody permission, <laughs> except our wives. And, and, and nobody will know we're gone. <laughs> that's right. Because things just continue as they are. That's right. That's the beauty of it. Well, Dan, thank you so much for being on this episode of our Masterclass. This is terrific. I know uh, our members are going to get a lot of value out of it. My pleasure. It's always a thrill to unpack things together with you. Awesome. I hope you've enjoyed this episode as much as I have. And Dan has prepared a very special page for you at 48days.com slash platform. There's some products and some other ways for you to be able to connect with him. But I want to leave you with this challenge. In the next 48 hours create or at least have the plan for the product that you're going to create uh, next and begin to start making some income on that now. This is the first step you need to take if you want to turn this into a business, if you want to take your platform to the next level. And I look forward to seeing you in our next masterclass. I told you that interview was going to be good, didn't I? Awesome. I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed doing it. Well, this is just a sample of the kind of content we provide to Platform University members each and every week. And unfortunately, registration is now closed. But if you want to be notified next time we open our doors for registration, you can sign up at platformuniversity.com and we'll shoot you an email before we uh, open it up to the general public. So a question for you. What is keeping you from making the kind of money from your platform that Dan suggests is possible? Leave your answer or your questions for that matter, at michaelhyatt.com slash 95. Well, that's it for this episode of This Is Your Life. In the interest of time, we're going to skip any questions or announcements. We'll pick those up again next week. But if you enjoyed this episode with Dan, please check out his podcast. It's available on iTunes. You can just search for 48 Days Podcast or go to my show notes at michaelhyatt.com slash 95 and click on Dan's podcast link. But until next time, remember... Your life is a gift. Now go make it count. This is your life. Are you who you want to be? This is your life.